Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Album Brothers. Um, my name is Alexis and as usual I'm joined by the wonderful Michaela. Hello Alexis, hi. Hello Michaela. Um, <laughs> and we're joined by a special, special guest, Rona. Round of applause at home. Thank you, very uh, gratefully received. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, how are you doing today, Raina? I'm doing uh, very well, thank you. I'm uh, spent the whole day listening to Elton John on repeat, so it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> yep. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure listening to this album as well. It's been so fun. Um, but yeah, um, before we get into the album, I just want to say that this kicks off week one of four of the Album Brothers Pride Month celebration. So throughout this week, uh, throughout this week, throughout this month, we'll be focusing on artists specifically from the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Um, and we're kicking things off with Elton John and yeah. the album, which name I always forget is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Not Hello Yellow Brick Road <laughs> or See You Later Yellow Brick Road, as I've called it this week. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which... Um, I gotta say, it's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's what, pretty spectacular. Um, what a way to kick off, yeah, our little Pride celebration at Album Brothers. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Rona, what is your? Do, do you are you a big fan of Elton John? Is he someone that you were listening to a lot beforehand, or what's your story? Uh, so I've always loved uh, a lot of the um, classic Elton John tracks. I feel mm-hmm. like he is an artist that brings a lot of like joy with a lot of his music. Um, and then I watched uh, Rocket Man when it came out, and mm-hmm. like that kind of really got me like listening a bit more to Elton John. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have never sat down and I mean. I mean, I'm crossing over myself already, but that's what I think is great about doing a like your guys' podcast. Like, I would never have just sat down and listened to this album from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've really, really enjoyed hearing it in that way already. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I think um, Elton John is definitely somebody who gets by on his like greatest hits and stuff. You know, like because they're all just absolute bangers. He's a fantastic pianist and a songwriter. Yeah. He really just knows how to liven up the bingo hall um <laughs> as well as everywhere else as well but it's um yeah no it's 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 it was very interesting sort of sitting down for that hour and a bit and just sort of yeah. like listening to this man sing sing at me um but yeah it was, it was really really good um Mikhail, what about you what about your do you know much about well had you listened to a lot about john in your, in your spare time over the years no it, i think for me he was one of the artists that came up in like movies and stuff because I, I I did recognize some of the tracks in here and I, I but I, I've never like I don't know I've not heard them properly um 
also like I know I'm from obviously doing the soundtrack to Lion King so this was something quite <laughs> different for me and I, I think I just kind of didn't expect it so I don't know I've not been like a huge fan and I've not watched Rocketman but I want I really do want to especially after listening to this album I kind of want to know a bit more um Mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's where i'm at so this is the first time i guess for me listening to his song uh to his songs and his like whole album yeah how what about what about you mm-hmm. like are you you quite familiar with all with all his work are you are you one of those people dancing yeah uh to his songs? i mean i always dance i'll dance to anything um <laughs> but um i yeah much like the rest of you it's sort of like a greatest hits thing for me like mm-hmm. his music pops up in everything from again the lion king um, even like Nomi and Juliet, I think he was like one of the gnomes in it or something. So a lot of the music in there was like from him too. So it's just, yeah, he's always been just such a fantastic artist to me. And actually, to, again, to sit down and, and listen through it and actually sort of pay attention to it, I guess, has been quite quite a nice experience overall. Um, but yeah, man, let's let's just get into the, the specifics, the minutiae. Um, yes. Let's start with you, Rona. Um, give us one of your three top tracks, if you would, please. Thank you. Before I do, I just want to give a shout out to a song that is not in my top three, but okay, it yeah. is the opening song on the album, which is Funeral for a Friend. Yeah. And it is just a long, in, I mean, the whole song is like 10 minutes long, I think, but <laughs> yeah. the first like six minutes is just pure instrumental. Yeah. And I just think it set, it's, this sets the tone for the album so mm-hmm. well. It's a like a chaotic mess, and mm-hmm. I but like so carefully put together. And yeah. as soon as I was listening to that intro, I was like, I feel like I might become a bit obsessed with this album. <laughs> it just <laughs> worked in there so well. The dramatic <laughs> piano and everything. It's just got it all. Um, I mean, I, do you know what we might as well talk about it now because. Um, yeah. It was one of my top tracks, actually. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, and um, yeah, for the exact same reason you described, you press play on this album. There's like a couple seconds at the beginning where there's like no sound. I don't know if they're just fading in from like nothing or whatever, but it's just like. Oh, did I press play? I don't even know. And then it starts, and you're like, okay. So you got true. like this, like, sort of, like, almost like thoughtful piano that comes in, and you're like, okay, okay, I get it. This sounds kind of Elton Johnny. And then, like, the synths start coming in, you're like, okay, oh. this is okay. And then you get, like, the rock guitars, and then it just, like, picks up in energy around, like, that sort of f- four minute mark or whatever. And you're just like, yeah. I love this. I think I'm really going to have some fun with this album. And then, you know, obviously, because you, you just press play on the album and it just goes, and then you realise, obviously, it's the two... It's one of those wonderful two-for-one tracks. Um, yeah. So it's Funeral for a Friend and the Love uh, Love Lies Bleeding. And, like, um, you're right, even though it's 11 minutes long, um, you know, as an opening to this album and sort of, like, the sort of musical journey that we're, we're going to be blessed with over the next hour... It's such a great kickoff, and um, 
I think it was, I think especially in this album, it's such a great showcase of his like piano skills and stuff as well. Like as a, as a musician and potentially even a multi-instrumentalist, I should probably double check that. But like, it's just so well put together. And like the 70s is such a weird time for sounds as well. Because all the synths that are now like refined and perfected now sound kind of weird and like alienish back then, but they still just made it work so well. And I was yeah. just like ear to ear on the train when I first pressed play on that I was I was I was beaming so yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's joy in a track <laughs> absolutely um, we, we do love a good so yeah intro. sorry for co-opting your your first choice there no that's exactly intro. what I wanted some enthusiastic <laughs> uh, response to that intro because it just made me feel a lot of things okay <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so yeah back to you what is your what is your actual first track so my actual I don't know are we supposed to do an order or best no, or last just, but yeah um, I the one that I have for sure the like most uh, like that instantly I was like yes this one is my song is All the Girls Love Alice <laughs> I just, I, I just, the whole thing was just such a, like, it was kind of like a strut song. It's like something I can listen to, like, and just like want to walk down the street and have my headphones mm-hmm. in and like feel like the main character for a little minute. And yep. uh, yeah. I just really enjoyed that a lot. And gay too. So all the, <laughs> all the plus points. Taking all those boxes. <laughs> Woo! No, yeah, I um I love all the girls I've asked as well. I think it's super cool. Go on, what were you saying, Mikhail? Sorry. Yeah, no, I I agree about like the the strut and like it giving you that little that 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 great accompaniment to your strut in the middle of the road. Definitely, I hear mm-hmm. that. I hear that absolutely. There's some there's something there's some uh, epicness to his music that is just so like mm-hmm. specific to Elton John, like Elton John style epicness. Um, and that's really present in this one, as well as the the starting track. And I I, I really like those sounds. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say, Alexis? Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say yeah. This is like very like cinematic-y sort of soundtrack kind of vibe. You know, like I think the whole album kind of um, has that element to it. And it's just um, yeah. As soon as Rona said yeah, this is like a strut down the street song. I was like yeah, a hundred thousand percent on board. It's just so get off and go you know um so yeah no he's fan great choice great choice um Makayla, back to you okay so i've got i've gone for a song that you know i was saying like i've heard these tracks that i've heard some of these tracks um out in out about like in the world and like various things and i've gone for benny and the jets top tracks i think it's it's just it's just such a great like glam rock um album and i think i don't know i, I think it's got to be one of my favorite like glam rock track I, I don't think i listen to a lot of glam rock i don't know i'll well i'll figure this out but i, I don't think i do and i think this one <laughs> definitely tops it for you know i think from all the glam rock i've listened to this is the one um 
and I just love the piano in this and you are definitely right like in this album obviously he starts with the, with the piano playing like showcasing that very well and then I think the whole mm-hmm. obviously I think he he's definitely well known for his piano but I don't know there's just something in Benny and the Jets the piano is just so so amazing um and it's I don't know I just find it really cool I love the story a little bit cool it, like he's just like appreciating this made up band it's just it is a bit nonsensical but I like <laughs> it <laughs> It's great. It's just you know, there, there, there's not, there's not, um, there's not a lot like of heavy, um, heavy themes in this one. It's just you just sing and and just dance to it, or, unless I have actually missed something completely. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I um, I agree. I and um, <laughs> one thing that I I thought as well that it just really reminded me of like um one of the Wolfpack tracks i can't even remember which one at this time oh. so it's just like you know you know when you listen to that old music from the 70s and the yes. 80s and you don't really realize how big of an influence they are on other artists and i think you know probably now more so but like elton john is is huge he was huge and has been huge for such a long time sort of especially in the years leading up to our birds i guess um and like it's so interesting to sort of like be able to listen to like the source and how all these other artists have been influenced and stuff by him and i think it's just yeah it's just fantastic to sort of be listening to someone who has such an influence on yeah. the music industry like this um is the track you're talking this track, about I think for me is like a sorry there was go a on, delay there <laughs> is the track you're talking about from Wolfpack? is it um Birds of a feather, so birds of a feather, we rock together. Is it that one or? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, that's your favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> like I can read your mind, Alexis. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Through the internet. Um, yeah, excellent choice. Um, yeah, I think Benny and the Jets is uh, one of the like. In fact, the track that I first saw was on this album that made me go, "Yes, okay, I'm really excited to listen to this album mm. now." Absolutely. It's like a song from my childhood. It's one of my mum's like favorite songs. Oh, just, wow. just so great! It's really That's amazing. Great. Just going down memory lane. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I I think actually that was one thing because when, when we we chose the album, I was like, oh, which one should we do? There's so many. Should we do like a greatest hits? But all the greatest hits albums had like thirty mm. tracks on it, and that's like four hours of listening. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Um, and when I chose this one, it was the one that had like least the least of any of the songs that I recognised on it. Oh. But then it had Candle in the Wind, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> you know, and then obviously now I've been introduced to all these other tracks as well, so I completely um, can sort of like empathise with that with that vibe there right now. Um, Go ahead then, Alexis. I guess what? it's me, yeah. even though I already did one. This second track for you. Um, I'm bringing it. Yeah, um, I'm going with Goodbye Yellow Brick Birds. Um, I mean, I could just say every track has great piano in it. <laughs> but I think it's like the versatility of like his piano playing, like the sort of very upbeat, funky, sort of disco-y sound. And then this sort of like more like somber tone and stuff as well. And um, 
yeah, it's just like, I just really like the way this song sounds. I don't know if he's harmonising with somebody else, if he's just recorded his own vocals twice. Mm. So he's got like, this weird like harmony with like another person who's singing. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I just really like it. And there's this bit when he's like, says the word blues and he just literally just shoots up like an octave and he's singing i'm like what the hell's going on here it's just like a whole like roller coaster and it just it has this like momentum to it even though it's like quite slow paced that just keeps pulling you forward and it's just i can imagine yeah just sitting down with like a glass of like half drank and half drank and half drink half drank <laughs> like wine or something (laughs) just dancing on my own and just like (laughs) thinking about this song it's just like it's got such a vibe to it it's so wicked it is it is yeah there is just i don't know the way he like yeah the way he definitely shoots up and down at like the 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 notes is is quite it's quite something every time he introduces Mm -hmm. a high note there's like a dramatic entrance for the high notes i don't know if you ever if you've noticed that in in all of his tracks it's always like it's like shockingly high it's, it's amazing it's really it's like mm-hmm. fun when you get to it and you think you can hit it but that's not happening <laughs> and I think that adds a lot of fun to, the, to that album <laughs> yeah not without breaking a few glasses on the way up there yep <laughs> yeah it's such a like I think there's there's um, songs that my preference would be to listen on like speakers and songs that my preference is to listen on headphones. Mm-hmm. And so Ooh. many of these songs, I think I just need to be somewhere where no other human being can hear me <laughs> and put in noise cancelling yeah. headphones and just yes. think that I'm singing along yeah. and hitting every note perfectly. Yeah. Because Absolutely. it just has... That, like the vocals are just unbelievable uh, yeah <laughs> i know i definitely want to pretend yeah that i can sing this or like i can rock this at a karaoke which is it's just not gonna happen <laughs> but i love to no 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 that. but you know what that. i think if elton has inspired us to do anything it's to try I have to organize like an Alvin Brothers like karaoke party and all the guests will come down and all sing a song. That is a great idea. Oh wait, somebody write that down. (laughs) You heard it here first. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, Yeah, we'll get the uh, production assistant to take that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So. it's me, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. So I think we're back to Rona. Yes. My uh, second it, second uh, mention is Saturday Night's All Right for, for Fighting or for mm-hmm. Fights. Yes. Um, for Fighting. sister can't twist mm-hmm. uh, and then mm-hmm. again going straight then it goes straight into saturday night's all right i think the three songs just work really well back to back um and yeah i just i just really i mean it's just that 
it's the the jazz and the like yes. I, I just think it comes together so nicely and it, there's so much going on again and yeah I really enjoyed it yeah mm-hmm. it's another dancing one as well mm-hmm. it's definitely um I don't know with this album I was really surprised with how many genres were like mixed I I just I don't know I just was not expecting this from Elton and then you hear like these like heavy blues you hear a bit of reggae here there and then you hear like rock with blues together, <laughs> and then you hear like I, I just yeah, yeah. I, I don't know this just like this just rock and roll thing obviously with the track before yeah and then you get mm-hmm. to you get to you get to that track with Saturday Night and and that's just like a, a more of a, like a I guess a poppy and catchy track and it's just yeah it's beautiful I, I was literally playing that a moment ago and Amy heard it and she just she it just got into her head so she just sang it after I stopped the song she was just singing on the side <laughs> And I just, I love, I, I do love that about this song. I think it's, it's a really great, great hit track. Yeah. Great yeah. choice, mm-hmm. great choice. I think this is, this definitely comes under the toe tapper category. It's like, no matter how bad a mood you're in or wherever you are, it's, this is one of those songs that drags you onto the dance floor, like unwillingly, you know, you're like, oh, I don't really want to, but okay. <laughs> It's just so so good, and yeah, again, you're absolutely right about like the placement of those three tracks back to each other, back to back. I think it just they flow so nicely into each other, like over that like nine minute period, and it's just like, yeah, I get it, I get ah, you. Ellen. That's really interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to that. That's that's not yeah. I did I didn't I didn't think about that when I was listening to it. That's really cool. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Makanda. Okay, yeah. So for me, for my second one, I've chosen. Um, I've seen I that movie. I thought I thought it was a great track because of the blues. Oh, it was so good. The blues and the rock together. I think it was just. I just yeah I don't know it's a it's a great combination it just really worked for this as well and like um obviously the blues worked well because he talks about you know his this person not loving him back or like pretending um and kind of acting and I I don't know I, I really love the story he he says oh it's you know it's like all a movie and he's like take your audition somewhere else I thought I thought it was brilliant I'd love to say that to someone just <laughs> so who's faking it's like take your audition somewhere else <laughs> I know it's such a good line, isn't it? I'm gonna have to incorporate it as well. It's just, um, yeah, and it's quite funny because this is like, it's obviously sad, mm-hmm. but like, it's kind of like angry, but like a controlled anger. It's like, oh, I'm pissed off at you. I don't want to yeah. hear your shit anymore. Yeah, um, you know, and it's just like, it's quite like a. Um, I don't know what it kind of like it's like i'm gets, not having it, any it pumps you up in a, in a weird in a slow way it's I, I know the word i'm trying to look for but i can't remember it but um yeah no it's it's a great track as well i just huge fan i just i'm i'm just so happy that i like this album you know when you you, you know <laughs> it'd be so sad if i press play on it and it's like this is terrible but like every track is just like Absolutely. it really has its place and it's time and Oh, yeah. sorry. I just, I'm just getting really excited. Um, 
I like that you mentioned the like controlled anger of that track as well because mm-hmm. it feels very much like like the when you said that the expression that came to my mind was like the calm after the storm. Yes. So yes. like you know when you know when something just like oh. like gets you so furious and you'll like write something up and you'll be so like mad and you just want to get it all out and then you sleep on it and the next day you're like actually it has now come to me. I know the exact way I will be handling this situation. <laughs> yeah. And the like power that comes with that yes. I think is really expressed well in this song. Absolutely. Because, yeah, there's anger and there's, you know, it's not like a fun track necessarily, but you still, <laughs> there's, this, I mean, the power just through this album in so many different ways. Is, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the track, like, you're holding all the cards. I've got all the receipts. You can't say anything back to me. You just have to listen. You're done. Get out of here. Scram. <laughs> it's, it's just so wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go on, um, Alexis. Then, what's your? I've got, I've got your status. I was amazing. What's your third track? <laughs> um, my third track. Um, it's a closing track. I've gone with Harmony as my ah. last one. Hello, baby. Hello. Haven't seen your face for a while. Have you quit doing time for me, or are you still the same spoiled child? Nice. Yeah. Um, it's just like a very like sort of. It's definitely like one of the more mellow tracks. Which I guess similarly to the last one. Um, obviously not maybe two. Um, it's um. I just really like it. It's just like a nice like um. Like driving home in the sunset kind of like oh. feeling to like the end the track kind of the end the album you know you're like you've just finished your day at the beach you've done all your dancing and all that stuff now you're just driving along the coast sun out of the horizon if you can afford to get your roof down you've got that down and you're just <laughs> you know just reminiscing about what a wonderful day you've just had that's the kind of vibe it gives me anyway and i think especially in light of the UK's decision to actually have nice weather for once. Yep. I think it's just been really fitting for like the last couple of days anyway. So yeah, I just really, really like the way the song makes me feel quite frankly. Um, I haven't even really looked into the lyrics to determine if it's like appropriate, but I love it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have to say some of the lyrics of these songs have surprised me. I've just been like, wait, what? What did I just listen to? Like, what are you talking about? This is shocking. And I just was not expecting it from Elton. Like, I was like, I thought this man was like this classy old man. Like, but no, he has a past. Oh, yeah. He has some saucy past. And it is, it's beautiful. I feel like I've just uncovered this whole other character from him. And I, I love it. I love that he's got all these albums of like different, yeah. You know, he's basically, I don't know. This is like when he was 26. And it's like, he's got, he he's got like different versions of himself in all these albums and i think that's pretty cool that's yeah. that's a that's that's an amazing career mm-hmm. that's i think that's really cool um yeah anyway next i guess i'm so the worst at listening oh sorry no, <laughs> no, no, no go no, ahead no. go ahead i'm just the worst at listening to lyrics when uh, i mm-hmm. listen to music it, they just never register with me Same. and so the, to go back but the song um 
all the girls love Alice that I loved yeah. so much. It took me about three times of listening to it, and then suddenly <laughs> I realised it was a really tragic song. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Here's me, like strutting down, like having, and, and, and there's only just like one line, and then yeah, I just I hadn't even realised." Uh, but, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think sense, a lot. Of... How do you do gay without uh, tragedy and yeah. Uh, John? <laughs> yeah, but like, yes. yeah, I, I was just so surprised by that when I actually listened to the lyrics. <laughs> Absolutely, it's um, I think it's quite interesting though because I think especially when this stuff would have come out, he's talking about like all these different like scenarios and situations. Like, I think every. Every track in this is kind of like a story. It's not mm. like some other songs where you're singing about like a particular feeling or a particular person. It's like, these are all like little short stories. I think it kind of reminds me of like Dolly Parton and the way that she writes music. Yes. It's just like always a little like tale. And obviously yeah. they were around at the same time. I wonder if they did music together actually. That'd be quite interesting. Um, but it's like the, the subject matters are always like very, like these very interesting little like case studies. I think it's yeah. quite fascinating because i don't i mean obviously people must still make music like this now but like i don't know if they do like i don't i don't come across it as much anymore so yeah yeah it's weird to have these like very upbeat songs with these like tragic lyrics <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like oh boy it's yeah. it, really, it kind of like recontextualizes the whole thing which i guess is part of the power of yeah. like john is like writing because ultimately it means that every time you listen to it there's like a different vibe even though it's the same song it's really really quite cool um yeah mm. um who i forgot who's next i think it's I rona forgot. so rona with your third track yeah my third track oh of course because you said harmony um mm. my third track is the song just before harmony which is oh. socially sweet my poor dog is barking in the backyard Enough to raise the dead man from his grave And I can't concentrate on what I'm doing Disturbance going to crucify my days And it's just because I It was so unexpected for me in that moment And I felt like um, Like there was really kind of like Abrupt tone shift in the middle With um, Jamaica jerk off, and yeah. then it kind yeah. of like, which just kind of came out of nowhere, and then it felt like, and then he did like a few ballads in a row, and then it was like picking back up and getting back to like a vibe that I was sort of, even though it was sort of unexpected on a whole, was more kind of associated with the album, and then suddenly it was this like early rock and rolls, almost mm-hmm. like country yeah. track, yes. and I just really like. I it was just really welcome to me in that moment. I just really got into it, and I was really mm-hmm. surprised by it. And yeah, again, liked the sort of anger and storytelling aspect of it in mm-hmm. that track as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I um I can really agree. Um, this this track is like I thought it kind of started off like in a kind of like gospelly vibe, and I was like, "Ooh, is that how it's going?" And then when the countryness of it was sort of like picked up and it's quite funny because in this song like he's talking about getting old and ugly and like he's talking about like sleeping with his landlord and he's just like (laughs) getting drunk and just like having a good time and he's just like 
yeah, this is exactly how this kind of song should sound. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it's and like I, a big fuck you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm doing, I'm doing me. I'm having a good time, you know? Uh, even though you guys all think I'm, and, you know, failing forward, I'm... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's a great attitude. I think there's a lot... I know we just keep... It is a great attitude. And I think there's a lot of that in this song, in this album. Like, he's talking about all these different subject areas, which I imagine would be quite taboo leading up to this point. He's... Even just sort of like leaning into just like, I guess, old timey de- degeneracy, and he's just like, mm. you're still gonna buy the, you're still gonna buy the album, you're still gonna listen to the music, so <laughs> just you know whatever. Uh, yeah, I um, yeah, I just really like it, and I don't know, I think it was like a sax solo, like like towards the end, yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I'm in, yeah. I'm just. <laughs> Honestly, the instruments in this album are so random. Like, there's a sax, but there was a banjo earlier, like, <laughs> kicking it literally from start to finish. It just, yeah. I was surprised by the banjo and, like, this, like, um, country sounds. I just, I don't know. There's just so, there is just so much variety in this album that I just was not expecting from Elton John. And I, I just, this is a happy surprise. This really is. Really great, great happy surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, as you can hear, uh, we're all just huge fans. Yeah, um, I'm <laughs> definitely very happy that we got to listen to this. It's just such a oh yeah. Oh really? Like, I thought you were time. kind of on the fence, Alexis. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I said I didn't. <laughs> you know, I didn't really have much to say about the other tracks I listened to. So yeah, that kind of uh, <laughs> fits the narrative. Um, but now we come to the part. The critical part Have you got one left? Yeah, I've got my third one left. <gasps> oh my got... gosh, Makaya. Makaya, I'm so sorry. Good heavens. So rude. It's okay. Pardon um, me. <laughs> so my third one is Your Sister Can't Twist, But She Can Rock and Roll. this was amazing this was definitely I, I don't know I was listening to it and I was like oh yeah I'm ready to twist I want to twist I want to twist for a bit and then I don't know the vocals were amazing there was like there was so much like the the rock and roll and the like the the I don't know it was just great the the twist dancing I've already like had it and then you just listen to the rock and roll and you're just like completely lost in the music I thought it was great um and it was right towards the end and I just I don't know it was like I, I do love the way the album is like put together. Like it's, there's got it's got like great like mixture um of like low mm-hmm. tempo, high tempo and like different yeah, different levels of energy. I thought that was great. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely love a twist, so I was fully sold by that song as well. <laughs> right, and it's been such a long time yeah, since like heard twist like uh, like other than like i don't know when we had like house parties with, with my parents and you know all your relatives came and sometimes it put some of the songs <laughs> on the people twist and there's like you know there's like videos of like home videos of people like doing the twist and stuff and it just took me back straight away to that and i was like oh my god why isn't twist like a thing anymore i don't hear that anymore and i was like i, I just i loved it i love that reintroduction to my life again of um the sorry twist being reintroduced to my life again <laughs> through the okay. twist 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we were just going to different house parties because I'm sure Rona and I have been to a couple where people have actually just put on the twist and we've just been like, oh, we're doing the twist now. <laughs> Is that happening? Is that happening? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it definitely didn't fit as well as it does in this album, for sure. Um, um, and yeah, there's one bit about this song that I thought was really weird. It's like, so... Yeah. Towards the end, it sounds like they play that with like, do you know that circus song? Like, doo, oh. Doo, 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 oh yeah. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had completely forgotten about that. It, yeah. That, yeah, I was just like, weird. It's a whole other genre of <laughs> circus. <laughs> circus tunes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it was just. It was such a. It's such a weird like track and I, th- I don't know what it means or like what's going on really i think it's just him again getting drunk going to this new bar and just like getting down um and yeah it's just oh, I, I i just i just love the the freeness that comes with like the sort of expression in this like album it's just yes. like even the sad tracks are like elements of like i'm doing this stuff for myself whether that goes right or wrong is a different situation but like it's just banging man it's just mm. so fun. Absolutely. And I guess that kind of brings us to the last bit of the podcast. Swift transition. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what, I guess, what yeah. did it, what did you, I guess we'll start with Rona. What do you think, um, it, like, you didn't like about this album? Or, like, what do you think you would like more of in this album? <laughs> The thing is, is I had things that after a first listen that I think I, uh, yeah, I'm basically, I'm going to slightly cheat because I'm mm-hmm. going to say what, what underwhelmed me on my first listen oh, yeah. and then why I actually really started to like it when I listened to it more. So yeah, it's a okay. bit of a cop-out, but yeah. bear with me. Um, I already mentioned the the weirdness of Jamaica Jerkoff coming out of <laughs> seemingly no, nowhere. And I mean, that was already... Yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like the fact that that was then followed up by two much slower yeah like almost like ballad songs um so it was um i've seen that movie and then sweet painted lady mm. i feel like those two songs just kind of brushed me by and i barely mm-hmm. even kind of heard them the first mm-hmm. time around because yeah. i was still reeling a bit like did elton john write this song or <laughs> <laughs> you know and i was reading slightly so it was almost partly yeah that kind of middle section and then I felt like it took me a few songs to like Mm -hmm. recover and that's part of the reason why I loved All the Girls Love Alice so much because that was when I then was like oh my god I'm so back into this now yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then when I went back and listened to those songs again I mean they almost felt like they would be aptly placed in like a 70s like musical yeah uh, yes like and it was like a whole other aspect of the album that i hadn't even appreciated the first Mm -hmm. time so i think like having skipped over it the first time then when i went back to it i kind of was more able to appreciate those Mm -hmm. songs for what they were 
Mm. But definitely about... That's a good point, actually. Yeah, definitely about also Jamaica Jerkoff definitely threw me off. I, I was just like, <laughs> wait, what? What am I listening to? And then I actually looked at the lyrics. I still was like, what am I listening to? It was just so, it just felt so out of place. And I was like, you know, we're talking about like his music, <laughs> his music being like cinematic. And, and then all of a sudden you get that song and it's like, wait, I've c- completely come out of this movie. Like we're talking about a whole other thing. Um, and then just one more thing about his yeah. cinematic, his cinematic ways. Um, there is definitely, I think, a reason why he, yeah, he he was in like the soundtrack of Lion King. He was also doing, I think, part of the soundtrack for It's a Sin, which I haven't watched yet, but I, I've definitely seen that music like pop up every now and then. So I think oh. I, I really do look forward to like um, <gasps> listening to that. Did as we well. lose Mikhail no, in the middle no. of the podcast? Yeah, oh, no. you heard it here first, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we had oh. a little bit of a, a little <laughs> it's okay. situation, but I think, I, think I, recorded I will not time. be cutting that out. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I'm just recording on your end. It'll be recorded on your end. All right, um, cool, cool. Um, so you're saying it's, um, what's it? it's a sin, the Channel 5 show? Channel 4 show? Channel, Channel 4. 4. Yeah. Oh, Amazing sorry. Show. Yes, oh, yeah. That's good. where we lost you when you were talking about it's a sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he did, you know, he did. It's funny. Work the music with somebody else i think um and did some mm-hmm. of some of the soundtracks in there so uh definitely something to listen to i've not listened to it yet but i look forward to it mm-hmm. mm. so yeah i mean did you have any any negatives then Makana? no it was just jamaica jerk off like just being taken out of that movie <laughs> that was it that cinematic feel <laughs> took me right out straight away yeah that like plunging you out yeah that's exactly how it feels that's mm-hmm. such yeah. a good way of putting it just really cut everything um, in, like half okay well I guess it. for me yeah okay. go ahead sorry we have a delay yeah, for sure. continue yeah. continue <laughs> yeah the delay is uh I'm sure yeah we'll be fine um the one I didn't quite get was dirty little girl i i wasn't i couldn't i couldn't figure out what the message was is he just hate homeless women like is is that what's going on here it was bizarre for sure yeah it was like uncharacteristically like mean as well it's like he's just like take this filthy i think the line is someone grab that bitch by the ears rub her down scrub her back Turn her inside out because I bet she, I bet she, I bet she has another bath in years. I'm like, what the? I'm just sorry. You just talk about like waking up in a Jamaica sunrise and then you're just like, <laughs> it's like what the I do not know what was going on here, um, but he like. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> just didn't make any sense and i i do know that he did record this when he was in the u.s so i i don't know what he was going through while he was there but i think something <laughs> definitely went wrong because it was just i think recorded it in france oh is it in france oh damn i thought he was I, I swear i read he was in the u.s but okay yeah oh i think i i think he started off in Jamaica, but for whatever reason, they couldn't like record much of the album there. Yes, yes. I think it was like one track they actually recorded that made on there, and then they went back to France to record like the rest of it, I believe. Yeah, very bizarre. They obviously kicked him out after hearing Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, um, oh, we love you, but you gotta go, man. That's, <laughs> that's bad. 
Uh, oh, sure. I mean, this the seventies was the era of like white people making reggae anyway, so like it's yeah. it's fine. We wouldn't yeah. have um was like red red wine and all that stuff without it. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think, but you know, I don't um, know. With him, it kind of it, it gave it away that I don't know. It just didn't feel like his. Like there was there was like lack of ownership in that song. I mean, obviously he's reggae, but like it just yeah, mm-hmm. it just didn't work. And he was like trying to mm-hmm. reproduce work that just yeah was not his. So yeah breaks off that bit for me um yeah go ahead i do think that that talking about dirty little girl though (laughs) brings us back into this conversation we sort of like glinted on earlier about Mm -hmm. the characters and i just Mm -hmm. find it so fascinating when when confronted with an album like this Mm -hmm. that I just want to know more about every single song and I want mm-hmm. to know how much of Elton is in there. I mm-hmm. want to know, is it complete fiction? Is yeah. he, what's he trying to say? I, and I, I feel like I'm like creating levels in my head that yeah. don't even exist Absolutely. just by listening to each track. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think um, I was, before this, I was even trying to look up like trivia and stuff about the way it was put together and like the thought processes and stuff behind it all. And it was just like, there's just, there's, there's too much and also like too little out there, I guess, because the album came out in 1970s, there's probably not like a massive record online of like yeah. all the interviews and stuff that you might have done about it all. But it's, um, I, I, I think I did the exact same thing. I think, especially knowing you've got this like, I mean, presumably like, you know, gay man writing all these love songs about women. He was married to a woman at one point and all of this stuff. And then, yeah. you know, you, now you look at him now and he's like, you know, happy with his husband and his children, yeah. just like living life and doing whatever. And you, 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 you it's almost like I want there to be more context to it, you know? But maybe Absolutely. that's not the case. Maybe he just hates dirty little girls. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, um, maybe there is something to it. It would be fascinating <laughs> to, to dive deeper. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. What was interesting, though, is that this album came out three years before he came out as bisexual. Um, which I, 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 I actually oh. looked that up because I was like, oh, like, oh, he's talking about women. And then again, he's talking about women. So I was like, oh, like, did he, did, like, did he I wonder if he did come out at that point. Uh, but yeah, he came out three um, three years later. So mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder how much his work has changed. Or I wonder how much, like, the, the like um, how his topic and how his characters have changed after he came out as bisexual um, in, yeah, the 70s. It's just mm-hmm. wild. Mm. It's cool. Well, it's a good thing he's got about thirty years more music <laughs> to you to, to work right. your way through. You know, oh. I think he's kind of like Dolly Parton in that regard. He's just releasing albums like every other year between like the seventies and like the mid nineties. It's just yeah, insane, absolutely mental. Um, yeah. but I think that about wraps things up. Unless there's anything anyone else wants to add before we we go. No, I think it's just a great start to to Pride Month. I I absolutely felt this album mm-hmm. like walking down the street on a sunny day, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Pride Month yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I'm really just looking to uh, wrap this up so I can go listen to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road again. <laughs> to clarify. Exactly. exactly. Hour and a half, headphones in, let's go. Um, yeah. But um, it's interesting because you mentioned It's a Sin earlier. Yeah. Which leads us into next week's album. Oh. Uh, Palo Santo by Years and Years. So Ollie Alexander is obviously the lead singer in Years and Years and one of the leads in It's a Sin. Um, so, yeah, get your dancing shoes and your headphones on, lads, because um, it's a banger. It's a banger. Oh, hell yeah. Did you not know, Makayla? I, I didn't know. I did not know this. Because like, I, I, sorry, I've not heard this this name before. Maybe maybe I will recognise it, but um, I've not heard this. Mm-hmm. So I, I will definitely start watching and start mm-hmm. listening to that album for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a recommendation, I guess. Everyone watch It's a Sin, and then we'll take it from there. Maybe we have to start, like, Television Brothers or something, just to, like, the spin-off show. <laughs> Let's see what we come up with. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Rona, it's been an absolute joy having you on the show, finally! Absolutely. After a year of practically begging you to be here. Um, um, and, yeah, uh, hopefully... Thanks so much to ha- for having me. Mm-hmm. No, uh, it's, it's. I forgot it's... my intro line, which was going to be a long time listener, first time caller. Oh, that would be so good. Was... <laughs> oh, we're cutting this out. We're cutting this. <laughs> yeah, you can just edit that right. I'll <laughs> oh, put that right at the great. beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah of oh, course. Um, <laughs> no, it's been uh, wicked having you on, and yeah, hopefully we can get you on at some point soon again. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for listening. Um, Pride episode one. Um, and we'll see you next week. See you for next For more music week. talk. I'm really bad at ending the show, man. I just... <laughs> I think I need someone with, like, one of those hooks to just pull me away from my microphone. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Just, just stop. Stop, stop, going too stop, long. It. stop so it. I'm just dragging it on now because Makayla's got something to be and I'm just being a terrible person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bye. Bye. I think we just... Thanks. Bye. <laughs>